life insurance. Some people believe you should have a lot of it. Some people believe the other side. At the end of the day, what Raiden and I believe is that every family is different. Every situation is different. And so it's good to understand the why as to why you would ever buy anything when it comes to retirement planning. And so we're going to take you through a couple uh, different reasons as to why you may want to consider life insurance and the different types of life insurance out there that could benefit your overall plan. Yeah, the goal of this particular episode is not to try to say you should have life insurance or you shouldn't have life insurance or life insurance is bad or good. It is simply to educate. So we hope this kind of gives you a nice overview. We hope this helps you to think about things. Maybe it triggers a question. So uh, again, our, our goal here is to be beneficial to you on this topic. I would like to encourage you, though, if you've not had a chance, go check out our website, which is pomwealth.net. And there's a couple of things there that you might want to look for. One, go to the blog. The blog has a new article every single week uh, on these topics. It's an uh, easy read. Uh, we are putting that information out every single week. To the right-hand side is a couple of things that you could listen to. One of those is a three keys to secure your retirement. That particular uh, video is a, a nice overview of the different things you need to think about when it comes to planning for and living through retirement. So please visit the website if you've not had a chance. Always make sure no matter where you're listening to us that you follow us so you make sure you get all the episodes as they come out. But now we need to do a quick disclosure and we'll get into the show. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your specific situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome to our Retirement in Action. Today, we are going to tackle a topic of uh, something that I think people find that are important, as well as uh, people have questions about it. Sometimes people think they don't need it. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about life insurance, and in particularly, life insurance in retirement. A lot of times, I think people kind of look at life insurance and say, yeah, well, I'm retired. I have saved up a good amount of money. Um, I don't need life insurance. And they just think that that's the answer immediately. And that could be the case. We're not here to sell a concept of life insurance or not life insurance. We're just going to lay out what are some things to think about when it comes to life insurance. And so we're going to break it down into some different categories. And again, these are just things to trigger your thoughts, to trigger your mind to say, okay, is this a conversation? that I should have with someone about this idea of life insurance. So first of all, what I'm going to do is just kind of run through real quick the different types of life insurance, and then we're going to start to break them down just a little bit so you could kind of say, oh, that might make sense for me, or that would never make sense for me. This one would, or none of them would. It doesn't matter. We just want to make sure we go through them. So there's just in the major categories, there's term insurance. 
we're going to describe what that means, but think about these words. Term means that they're, it's around for a certain term. Then we have whole life, whole life, meaning for my whole life, it's in place. And then we've got universal life. And we're going to talk about that a little bit, but there's really two types of universal life. There's variable universal life and indexed universal life. Those are the more, uh, I, I wouldn't use the word complicated, but basically we have to know a little bit more about those. So what we're going to do is just take each topic, describe that, how the, the, the thing works, what it looks like, and then maybe why you might think of it. Okay, so let's take the first one. So Merce, can you, first of all, when you talk about term, could you kind of help explain what a term policy is? And then maybe a couple ideas as to why a person might think about that as a use. Yeah, sure. So we're going to ease you into the whole life insurance conversation with starting with term. Term is probably the easiest to understand. It's a very simple concept. And there are some changes or changes or different options you can do within term. But overall, the concept is pretty simple. Like Raiden said, it's for a period of time. So term life insurance is something that you buy for maybe 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And you're going to pay a premium towards that every single year, or maybe on a monthly basis, depending on how you set it up for inherently a death benefit. Um, so if something happens to the owner or the insured under the policy, well, then there will be a cash payout to whoever they named as their beneficiary. So maybe you're paying, I don't know, 500 bucks a year, a thousand bucks a year, and maybe that ends up getting you a 500,000 to a million dollars in death benefit and something happens to you. Well, then those proceeds are going to go to uh, your beneficiaries, whether it's a spouse or children or a friend or even an organization, and it goes tax-free. So the beauty of life insurance in, in all cases is that it gets to go to that next person tax-free if it's paid out as a death benefit. So some of the reasons as to why you may consider term life insurance, uh, the major one, I think, is that it's pretty affordable. Um, you know, you can, you can buy it pretty quickly and you can get a typically a higher death benefit for a relatively low premium. And so a lot of times when you're younger, you, you, you go ahead and get that term policy because why, well, you've got some responsibilities, maybe, uh, maybe you're married and you have kids, um, and, uh, maybe you're the sole provider for the, for the ha for the household. And if something was to happen to you, maybe your worry is, well, what's going to happen to my kids? What's going to happen to my spouse? What about the mortgage payment? And so putting that in place all of a sudden gives you a little bit of peace of mind to say, well, if something does happen to me, at least there will be this cash payout to my family so that they can cover their expenses for hopefully a decent period of time until they can get things figured out. And so a lot of times that's what term life insurance is used for is to cover the what ifs, especially when you have a lot of responsibilities. And sometimes the conversation becomes, well, I don't have as many responsibilities anymore. I, I am retired. I've paid off the house. My kids are set up well. So why would I ever keep life insurance at this point? And we'll get into that as well. Um, another, you know, another big reason is uh, sometimes you automatically are going to get some form of term life insurance if you're working uh, for a company, they automatically give it to you. And then uh, because of your group, you're in a group with a company and they get subsidized rates. So then you have the ability to buy even more for usually a lower rate. And so that's attractive as well. But ultimately, 
Uh, what it comes down to is when you're buying term life insurance is for a period of time. So you need to think about what that period of time is, that risk that you want to cover. Maybe your house is paid off in 10 years and then maybe it doesn't make any sense anymore. That's something that we have to evaluate. Um, or, or maybe the kids are almost there to where they're self-sufficient and, and having their own jobs and everything. So that's something that you want to evaluate. Uh, a lot of different reasons as to why someone would choose uh, term life insurance. The majority are going to be underwritten where they're going to do a health exam and everything like that. There's a lot of online ones now that say there is no underwriting process. Just be aware that when there's less underwriting, typically your premiums are a little bit higher because the insurance company is taking a little bit more risk on you, not fully knowing your medical background. Um, so that's really the high level as to what term term life insurance is. Once again, it's the easiest concept to understand. And now Raiden, I'm going to ask you, let's dive into uh, whole life and universal life. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. So when you think about the term whole life, and I'll tell you universal life is really designed around this uh, idea that I want to have the life insurance all the way to death, no matter how long that is. If I live to 120, I want the life insurance in place. And the way that both of these are designed is they are designed to get me all the way to the end of life. I will say probably one of the most popular things that people look at whole life in a retirement setting is, is, and this is not as common anymore in the sense that it's, it's not as a popular scenario because most people are not getting pension options, but used to, if you work for a company, you got a pension. And even for those who work for maybe a state or a federal government, we just had somebody who we were talking to that have retired from a company where they actually had a pension. There's usually options and you can get a higher amount of money and from your pension, if you take the pension just based on your individual life. Now, you reduce your pension amount if you say, I want the rest of the, I want, I want it to last for my lifetime and my spouse's lifetime. So a concept that has been used is to say, well, instead of taking the lower amount, why don't I buy some life insurance? I'll still net some dollars to me, and then I will have this lump sum of money that I can take over and send to my, um, to my spouse. And then they've got a lump sum of money that they can live on. It's kind of like a pension replacement. Again, not as popular as it was in the past. And the reason why it's because more, more and more people don't have pensions. Now there's another side of this and that is legacy. So let's just say, let's just say that you have a thing in your mind and you go, I know I would like to leave a certain amount of money to my children. And I, let's just say I got two children and I say, I want to leave each child $500,000. It's just a goal of mine. You take out a million dollar life insurance policy. You pay those premiums. Maybe you pay those premiums out of an IRA that you have to take required minimum distributions from. 
and you say, I don't really need all that distribution. So you buy this life insurance, then the kids get 500,000 each without having to pay the taxes instead of trying to keep that IRA intact. So that is a strategy. We've done that with quite a few people. So we call it legacy planning and we know it's going to be there because we're using either a whole life or a universal life policy. Now, something completely separate that most people might not think about when it comes to life insurance. And I'll say, this is one that we think is the biggest reason to think about life insurance is that with whole life and universal life, you can create a policy that has cash value, meaning a bucket of cash that you can put in and that it can grow. And then you have access to it if you needed it. It grows tax deferred. And there's even mechanisms you can use to get the money out without having to pay taxes on it, even when you take the distributions. Now, today, we are not going to be able to go into all those things. But I would tell you that if you wanted to break them apart, whole life is kind of more like the fixed rate. So think when I think whole life, I'm going to get a fixed rate. Universal life, I have some flexibility in how I grow my money. If I'm risk, a risk taker, I could do a variable annuity. And the variable annuity is, is going to be investing in mutual funds. I'm not, not variable annuity. I'm sorry, variable life insurance. And it's going to be like investing in mutual funds. And then there is indexed. And I will tell you, one of our favorites out of all of those categories is the indexed. And the reason why is because we can get return based on an index. So just Briefly, Merce, can you explain how an interest is calculated in an indexed universal life and how that would, would culminate in a return within the policy? Yeah, so we did a whole, and this is going to be very similar to the index annuity uh, podcast that we've done. We've done we did a lot of them. Um, and the whole concept is your, your cash value is going to be linked to an index. So whether that's the S&P, the NASDAQ, all these other ones out there are a combination of, uh, of a bunch of different indexes. You're going to be linked to it and you're going to have the ability to create a rate of return based on a, a time period, essentially. So that could be a, what they call a point to point period or an annual reset. So um, you could go in to the index on January 1st and let's say the index earns, I don't know, 10%. Um, maybe you'll get 8% of that or 5% of that, depending on how the index is set up, set up and how volatile that index is. So on, a, on an annual basis, you're, you're going to be earning some type of interest. And the best part about this compared to the variable arena is that you're, you're, you cannot lose uh, on the index side of universal life. On the variable side, you're invested in mutual funds and you have the ability to lose some of that cash value. So we like it as, once again, it's one of those ways to have that dependable, safe rate of return within a life insurance policy and without the risk of the actual market because you are still protected there. So that's just a high level. Once again, we did a whole series on index annuities. The concept as far as how the interest is earned is very, very similar. Yeah, so let me paint a picture as to why this might make sense for you. And, uh, and then we'll talk about what you have to know about how to get something like this. But imagine this, imagine that you've got a certain amount of money in cash. You want it safe. That's why you've got it in cash. You got it in CDs, money markets, all that kind of stuff. And just ask yourself right now, as you're listening, how much are you earning on that? Well, if you went and found probably the best paying CD out there right now, 
as of this recording, you would be ecstatic if you could get a one and a half to 2% interest rate, just you'd be super happy. So imagine that you had an account and I'm just going to paint the picture a hundred percent liquid, meaning I can go get my cash. Anytime I want to get my cash, it's a hundred percent accessible. It's going to earn above cash type returns that I would have in the bank on average. Let's just use super simple numbers and say it makes two to 5% a year on average tax deferred. I have 100% access to my money if I need it. Oh, and if I were to die, all of that money plus the death benefit goes to my beneficiaries. So you might think, well, that sounds pretty decent. And it does. I will tell you, it's a pretty attractive thing. We've got clients in that particular scenario, and it is attractive. It is not for your overall retirement plan. It is a piece of the plan. It's a small piece of a plan for anybody that we're talking to. It's just a part of the overall investment strategy, but here's what you got to know. And, and this is just kind of like one of those things we have to have the conversation is it is fully underwritten. Underwriting means you have to go through and, and, the, and the insurance company is going to look at your health records. And now don't look at this and go, yeah, well, that would knock me out immediately. Because if you've got things like high blood pressure, cholesterol issues, things like that, that, but it's controlled under medication, these are still very viable. There are things that we could talk to you about and say this, that would, no, you can't do that. That's not going to be able to be an option for you. But for most people, it is at least an option. So again, we know we've gone through this pretty quick. We know that this is something that is we get asked about, we know it's more and more you utilized within overall in a return, retirement investment strategy. But here's the question that we get asked, and this is what the people say, do you think I should consider life insurance? And the answer to that is, we believe absolutely consider it. Should you do it? Well, we don't know about that. That might not make sense, but should you consider it? Absolutely consider it. Get educated on it and understand, see if it makes sense. And if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. If it does, then maybe it's a piece of the puzzle. And that's the part that we've got to look at on that. So anyway, we hope this has been helpful. Um, and, and if you need more information or you would like to have a conversation with Merce and I about this, you can go to our website, pomwealth.net. There's a button up there that says that you would like a complimentary 15-minute phone conversation. Our calendar will come right up. You can do it right on there, on right online. We'll have a 15-minute phone call, and we can just have a quick conversation. Is this something you want to discuss? But thank you so much for listening. We look forward to talking to you next time. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.